0: Welcome and thank you for joining us on Inside Bend, a podcast where we get an inside look at the city of Bend from the people who keep our city running. You'll hear about the innovative ways our local government is responding to our community's needs and helping shape Bend's future. I'm your host, Jacob Larson. In this episode of Inside Bend we wanted to take a deeper dive into the city budget to better understand where the funding comes from and how that money can be spent. You may not realize there are quite a few restrictions on the way that public agencies are able to spend taxes and fees. Our finance director Jeanette Townsend is here to explain exactly how the budget is spent and the limitations on where that money can be spent. Okay let's get into our conversation now. Okay, today on the podcast, I am joined by Jeanette Townsend. She is the finance director here at the City of Bend. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today.
1: Yes, certainly.
0: Um, so we're going to be kind of diving into the budget, but we kind of wanted to take a different look at the budget um, as far as just kind of understanding more about like how it works and, and maybe explain that to people um, so they can understand some of the... Um, uh, financial limitations that we're dealing with here at the city. Um, but first, before I get into all of that fun stuff and everything that you love, I wanted to ask you, um, a little bit about yourself, um, and get to know you a little bit. So, um, tell me how long have you been working here at the city?
1: Um, I actually just started with the City of Bend last July, um, so July of 2022. So I'm uh, uh, coming up on my year here uh, in, in in a few months.
0: And does it feel like it's been a year or not? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it has really flowed. The things move really fast here at the city, and um, and I love that. I love that pace. Um, I think we try to keep pace with our very fast moving community and, um, and so we really do move fast and so it makes the time go by. I'm not, um, I'm never
0: bored. So what did you do before you came here to the city?
1: Yeah, before the city, I actually worked in various finance positions at nonprofit hospitals and health systems, um, uh, all across kind of the West and the Midwest. Uh, I've always chosen in my career to work for nonprofits because it's important to me to work for organizations that serve the community. Uh, I've owned a home in Bend since 2018 and lived here full time since 2020, and so um, I I love living in Bend. I, I love it here um it's a it's a great city it's a great town i love central oregon and um i'm really just so happy to be able to have a job where i am able to serve this great community and i'm part um you know uh, one part of really just helping to make our community
0: a great place what is your role what is your kind of um day-to-day look like too
1: one of the ways that I, I try to explain what I do to people is we, we I make sure that we have enough money to um, to kind of um, serve our community and to, to do the things that we need to do. Um, so in some ways, if you think about it, I kind of am, am the, the, the part that keeps the checkbook. Um, <laughs> you know, we make sure we can pay people and we make sure that, um, that we do pay people um, and that we have the revenue to pay people, but it's also the planning piece that we do as well um, and the reporting out of what our, what we're spending our dollars on. So it's that um, really important part of that transparency um, that we really strive for around where our taxpayer dollars going. And then it's that forward looking piece of planning that um, enable us to, to, to be able to make sure that we can, you know, provide services now but also in the future
0: when you kind of take a look at the budget then as a whole um how 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 does it look like is the city in a healthy spot how are things looking
1: Yeah, the city really has had um, a a long history long before I've gotten here um, of responsible stewardship of taxpayer dollars. So really currently we're in a healthy spot financially, but we are certainly facing some financial pressures um, that really stem from expenses, um, you know, kind of growing at that faster rate than our revenue base in our general fund um, in, in particular. And that's putting some, you know, kind of financial pressures on the budget.
0: You talk about, you know, taking a look at this revenue that runs the city where, I mean, where does that come from? Obviously we know that's taxpayer money, but, um, we don't get all of the money that you pay that people pay in taxes, right?
1: You got it. Yeah. Yeah. That's certainly an important component. Um, uh, property taxes is an important component of the revenue. Um, but before that there's, um, even if you The city's revenue is really made up of about 70% of that revenue is um, restricted for specific purposes. Um, So for example, um, utility fees or development fees are the majority of those restricted. So those are fees that are collected um, for services that are provided, like water or or sewer utilities. And the fees collected um, for those specific services are restricted to the cost of providing those services. So your water fees can't be used to pay for a fire truck. Um, they, they have to be used to provide water services. Uh, and so that's that's the majority of the revenue that comes in about 70% um, to the city. So about 30% of, that, um, of the city's revenue is what we call kind of general fund dollars that come in really kind of primarily from four main sources, property tax being the largest portion of that. Um, that makes up about 60% um of that um, of that portion of the pie. Um, room tax uh, and then franchise fees and state shared revenue. So those are, um, you know kind of mainly the categories uh, that that we come in. So property taxes is, um, is the biggest portion of that, you know, kind of general fund dollars um, that that come into this to, in, into the city. And okay. of that, um, we are of the, you know, kind of the, if you think about a dollar, um, if you pay a dollar in property taxes, how much of that comes to the city? It's about 22%. So, um, about 22 cents on the dollar, um, of your property taxes go towards the city. The rest of the dollars go towards, um, schools or the County or other, um, uh, other agencies, uh, that also receive property tax.
0: And you mentioned the general fund um and that you kind of said that that's kind of where um there's some discretion on where that money is going to be uh allotted to so maybe explain a little bit about how the general fund works
1: yeah yeah um, so the general fund is really an indicator Um what we what we use as an indicator of the financial health of the city. Okay. Um, so it, it is those, um, you know, kind of more discretionary or they're they're the, those are the funds that aren't necessarily restricted for those specific um, those specific uses like it is um, for utilities or other, you know, other fees that we might be collecting um, the majority of the general fund um, dollars that are received in are spent on public safety. Um, So police and fire make up about 85% of the general fund spent. And then the next biggest uh, area is about 10% is for our street maintenance. Um, So it is uh, uh, for to maintain our streets uh, at at the level that that we need to in order to be able to get around the city. Um, And then the other 5%, kind of the final 5% is is a kind of a myriad of, of, of different items. We have our um, code enforcement, our municipal court, growth management, and support for the transit system are just some examples of what makes up the, um, the 5%.
0: Right. So when you kind of break it down like that, um, the money goes quickly, like after, because you have to do fire and police, like that's important. But after that, the money goes quickly, doesn't it?
1: It certainly does, yeah. And and, and I think we all agree we would we want streets um, as well um, for for not just for cars, but for ped and um, and um, you know people who are are biking or walking or rolling. Um, those are really important. Those are also really important things. So when you get to that, that's 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 the majority of the general fund dollars.
0: Um, right. Go 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 towards those items. And so I guess um, that's really good to to understand. And I, I think that another misconception or um, something that we kind of hear a lot is, "Hey, Ben's growing more property taxes, more development charges." Um, shouldn't that kind of cover, um, everything and, and make it all okay, but it doesn't stretch that way, right?
1: It doesn't, it doesn't. One way to think about it is, is just kind of, again, in those same buckets of the yeah. 70% of the restricted revenue, right? So those fees really come in and are directly related to the cost of those services. So any sort of increase in that revenue, um, through, you know, more people using water services or sewer services, um or any sort of increase in fees, um, you know kind of align with those costs of providing those services so that those two things are, are 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 kept in their own little funds their own little buckets so um, what we've seen um, overall in particular is each of those revenue sources is also constrained so um, they're constrained either legislatively or through through Oregon statute um, or other 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 ways in which that revenue those revenue dollars do not um, grow um, at quite the same rate that you would maybe expect them to grow. So property tax is a really great example. It you know, makes up the majority of that general fund. I, I mentioned that 60% makes up the majority of the general fund revenue. And, um, and really in the history of property taxes in Oregon, um, just a little brief brief history, yeah. um, is that in 1987, the Oregon Legislature drafted Measure 50, and that um, what it did is it changed the you know kind of how property taxes get calculated, um, uh, and um, and it and it really what it did is it separated out and created a um, assessed value. And a market value. And so what ended up happening is that the assessed value, which is what the property tax is calculated off of, is what we call our taxable assessed value or TAV, Mm -hmm. um, that no longer equals the market value. So while you might be able to sell your house for say $700,000, you um, are likely assessed on something much lower than that um uh probably in maybe the $300,000 range or even the $200,000 range and that is the same for um for property that um has has been in existence for a long time as well as new new construction. So even new construction does not get valued or the assessed value doesn't equal the market value. Um, And so those two things um, really um, have have really diverged. Um, yeah. Quite a bit um, as of as of late, um, yeah. and it's because assessed value is um, the other thing that that kind of Major Fifty and Major Five um, did not only separated those two concepts, but it also limited the amount that that assessed value can increase year over year. On top of that, Bend has had a really historically low rate. So, um, so we have, a we have, you know, kind of um, our rate um, was established what is, it's called a permanent rate. So part of the property tax reform with measure 50 um, was, again, not only to separate out this assessed value and this market value concept, but it also set what the, that rate um, the tax rate is going to be for the community. And it it took into account um, that rate was set with whatever the rate was at that point in time, which for us is about 2.80. Um, so $2.80 um, per 1,000 taxable assessed value is our rate. And we've actually had that rate since 1981 so that same rate has been in existence and then became permanent um in in the late 90s and 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 actually cannot be changed for us or for any community in in the in the state of oregon um whatever their rate was at that point in time so for example redmond's at that point in time that it was set was set at six dollars 16 so they have a much higher rate and it's reflective of what they had in place at the time that the permanent rate was set so they basically just said oh you're at six dollars and 16 cents now you're going to stay at $6 and 16 cents. Bend your at $2 and 80 cents. You're going to stay at the $2 and 80 cents. And so if you were going to compare those two cities, um, the, the, if Bend had a similar kind of per capita rate. So if we just, you know, kind of try to get apples to apples um, between a Redmond rate and a Bend rate using kind of a what what is the what's the total amount? Um, we would have, if we had Redmond's rate, we would have about $10 million more of property tax revenue um, per year uh in the city of Bend's general fund. So we really have had this again kind of historically low rate. Um, um across, across our city. Um, and, and then we've had all of these other, you know, kind of increases in our expenses, um, as well, but not necessarily seeing that kind of commensurate increase in, um, uh, in in our revenue sources. Room tax and franchise fees and that state shared are the other categories of revenue. And they are also likewise um, constrained either through um, agreements that we have um, with, uh, with people who use um, our franchise fees, who we contract with for franchise fees, or in the case of say room tax, um, the Oregon state statute, um, uh, the majority of any increase uh, in those uh, funds are to be used for tourism promotion, state shared revenue is allocated to the state based on population and your relative population um, to other uh, areas in the state. So each of those have this kind of constraint or cap component to it. Um, each of those kind of major revenue sources in the in the general fund.
0: I wanted to ask you to kind of switching gears a little bit and kind of taking a snapshot of. Um, kind of where we are economically as a nation and as a world too. Um, we're seeing inflation um, impact everybody's lives. Are we? How are we seeing inflation impact the city budget and how are we um, kind of trying to deal with it or combat it a little bit?
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I would say um, really over the last, you know, kind of 12 to 18 months, the impact of the city is really similar to likely what we've all felt in our own pocketbooks um, with increasing costs for goods and services. So in 2022, the city really experienced inflations in wages, cost of construction, other materials and supplies um, in the range of about 10 percent. Um, oh. So costs went up um, just like, the, again, they all did in our own pocketbooks. The city's costs also went up um, uh, significantly in 2022. So far in 2023, um, we we have seen inflation um um, the rate of inflation has come down, but it's still a higher rate than historically. So um, we are still seeing kind of inflation year over year in 2023 higher than historical rates. Um, And I think the other factor uh, that that we really deal with because we have a long time horizon that we're looking out and doing planning for the city is the other impact here is that compounding factor. So you, you might know of compounding in say your retirement plan or in if you have a savings. The same thing happens on expenses. So we have um when we have that kind of sharp increase in inflation like we did in 2022, that expense base is now higher. And and in each of those kind of subsequent increases here that were experienced in 2023 and um you know so on and so forth are all based on that higher that higher base of costs now. So it's really both of those factors, um, are, are really influencing the cost structure.
0: What is like maybe one thing that you wish people kind of understood about budget and finance in city government better?
1: Yeah, I would say, um, it's really that, um, we we really do strive to be transparent and open about how taxpayer dollars are spent and how um, that aligns with the services the community receives and the goals of the city. And we have lots of opportunity for people to get involved in the budget process, and I would love to encourage people to get involved, ask questions, understand, provide input and feedback um, as we as we work through, um, you know, kind of the budget process. We are a biennial budget um, just like the state is Uh, and so we are actually um, the end of our current biennium is this June Uh, and so we will be starting a new biennium in July um, and thus we have to adopt that that upcoming biennium um uh in June uh before the biennium starts. Uh and so we're really kind of in that May and June timeframe. There's gonna be um lots of we do budget deliberations, which are public meetings of our budget committee, um, and um and I encourage people to 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 get involved and attend those meetings and um like I said, ask lots of questions and and provide their feedback and input um on the budget.
0: One more question before we wrap this up, I always like to ask, um, staff kind of a little bit about, um, what keeps them motivated? Why do you love your job? What do you, what do you, um, what gets you out of bed in the morning to come do what you do?
1: Yeah. You know, I, I, I really do love being able to work with great people. Um, within, within city government. Um, I, my colleagues here, um, I think are really fantastic, smart people, um, who care about, um, who care about our city and, and really want, um, and strive every day to, um, to again, kind of keep it a great place. Um, but it's also our community members. Um, we have a really engaged citizenry, and I think they are, um, uh, I just, I love interacting, um, with people and we just have great people again kind of across the city in our community who are really motivated by keeping bend a great place to live and work and um that's that's what fills my bucket
0: well Jeanette thank you so much for chatting with me I appreciate your time
1: yes thank you for having me
0: a big thank you to Jeanette for being our guest on the podcast. If you'd like to learn more about the city budget, you can head to bendoregon.gov slash budget. Thank you for tuning in to Inside Bend. If you enjoy listening, don't forget to subscribe and you can check back each month for new episodes. And also a very special thank you to the Pitchfork Revolution for providing us with this music.